Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord for The Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Hi, friends. We are glad you've joined us. My name is Brenda McCord. My husband, Walt, and I are thankful for this opportunity to share truth from God's Word and to encourage you in your personal walk with God. Spring is one of our favorite seasons. Walt's first degree is in agriculture from Penn State, and through the years of our marriage, he has taught me the love of plants. It's become just a great hobby for us. And a couple years ago, he bought a grapevine for me, and it's planted in a barrel in our backyard. And every winter, I look at that grapevine, and it looks woody and dead. There are absolutely no signs of life on it. And I sort of feel a despair of, I don't think it's going to make it this year, Walt. And he says, wait, spring is coming. It's going to warm up. And sure enough, as I watch those tiny green leaves begin to appear and grow. And especially this year, Brenda, with our historic Texas freeze in February, so many plants were destroyed. We thought also our largest fern had died, but a few weeks ago I noticed some tender shoots uncurling. And you know that numerous times I've I've called you outside to look at the ferns revival. (laughs) Yeah, and I would come running. It was kind of like we were looking at a baby or something, but just great joy in seeing that fern It didn't die. The freeze didn't kill it this year. And spring gives us the hope of new life, renewal, and the opportunity to grow. And as we continue in our story this week, it is spring in Bethlehem. And in fact, it's time for the barley harvest. So if you'll turn with me to chapter two in the book of Ruth, we're going to open a new setting for our story. And in fact, the introduction of a new character. Listen as I read verse 1. Now there was a wealthy and influential man in Bethlehem named Boaz, who was a relative of Naomi's husband, Elimelech. And remember, even as we have Elimelech mentioned, his name means God is my king. And he left the kingdom of God in Bethlehem and he went to a foreign land in Moab. And there he dies, but he took his two sons, and they marry Moabite women, and then they die. And so we're left with three widows facing with a decision, will they stay in Moab or will they travel to Bethlehem? And as you shared Elimelech's, the meaning of his name, we also looked at the meaning of Naomi's name and their two sons, Mahlon and Kilion. And... I can imagine that Boaz's name also has a significant meaning. It sure does. In in this text, it says, Boaz's name, which means in the Hebrew, in him, in God, is strength. Or I like to call him God's stud. Yeah. Yeah, Boaz is an amazing man. And as this chapter unfolds this week, we're going to see some very unique and wonderful qualities about this man, the character of who he is. Let's read in verses two and three together. One day, Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, 
Let me go out into the harvest fields to pick up the stalks of grain left behind by anyone who is kind enough to let me do it. Naomi replied, All right, my daughter, go ahead. So Ruth went out to gather grain behind the harvesters. And as it happened, she found herself working in a field that belonged to Boaz, the relative of her father-in-law, Elimelech. And Ruth and Naomi, they, they seem to be settling into their new life in Bethlehem, recovering from their long walk from Moab back. And there, in the days that follow, they run out of food. And, and Ruth says, Naomi, I, I can go and get food. Actually, he, she's invoking something that is spoken of in Leviticus chapter 19, uh, the law of gleaning, that, that those who are poor, those who are foreigners, they can come and they can glean in the, in the edges of a field. And Ruth, as a widow, is much younger than her mother-in-law, Naomi, and she's healthy. And she says to her mother-in-law, I'm, I'm able to go out and work in the fields. I can glean in the fields of barley. And she asks for permission to go and to glean. And I love Naomi, uh, even as she calls her daughter, I, I would say, yeah, go ahead, I'm tired. But uh, Naomi says to her daughter-in-law, you are my daughter. And this relationship between the two women has deepened. Uh, maybe it was on the long walk back from Moab. Maybe it was as she was reflecting over all this story. But as they come to Bethlehem, something has changed. Yeah, and you get the sense here, even as we look at those couple of verses, Walt, that Ruth and Naomi are looking around them in Bethlehem. They realize that they're two widows. They realize that they're alone. But then as we come into verse 3, I love those words, and as it happened, or she happened to come to a field that belonged to Boaz. I mean, how did Ruth end up in the right barley field? <laughs> yeah, that, that's a great question. And, and really, the idea is she got lucky. She just happened to go there. No, no, it's not luck. God is providing. God is guiding. And God is getting Ruth to just the right barley field. Well, let's look at verses 4 through 7 and continue in our story. We know that Ruth is now in that barley field that Boaz owns. And verse 7 picks up, While she was there, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the workers. The Lord be with you, he said. And the workers replied, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz asked his foreman, Who is that young woman over there? Who does she belong to? And the foreman replied, She is the young woman from Moab who came back with Naomi. She asked me this morning if she could gather grain behind the harvesters. She has been hard at work ever since, except for a few minutes' rest in the shelter. And notice the words of greeting between Boaz and his workers. Boaz says, May the Lord be with you. And this pictures his character, but it is also, he's kind and he's thoughtful and he's godly. But the workers respond, may the Lord bless you. Imagine having a boss that comes in and says, mm -hmm. may God bless you. How can I pray for you today? And I love that image of Boaz. When Boaz arrives, the blessings begin to flow. 
and the workers return that to him. And so you see here a mutual relationship, a, a relationship between a boss, the employer and his employees that filled with respect, filled filled with care even for one another and those blessings. May the Lord be with you. May the Lord bless you. But Walt, I have to ask about Boaz's question to his foreman. First of all, it's a good thing. He says he knows who the workers are in his field, but he notices a new woman gleaning in the field. So he knows who his workers are, both the men who are working, but then the women who are gleaning. But I struggle with this next question. Who does this woman belong to? Uh, that's a question that feels really uncomfortable to me as a woman. And, and we got to remember this question refers to what he's saying is who cares for this woman? Who protects her? Who provides for her? And this is in a time of the judges that we read about when everyone is doing that which is right in his own eyes. You know, when a, a godly person arrives on the scene, blessings begin to flow. God blesses his people of faith so that they can extend blessing to others. And, and Boaz has learned this valuable principle. And he generously offers words and actions of blessing to those around him, specifically to Ruth here. I love this about Boaz. He, he doesn't just talk a good talk, mm -hmm. but he walks the walk of faith. And that's such a great example for us, Walt, even as you share that we, we talk about that head to heart. What are what are we learning from God's word, but then how are we taking it into our heart and how is it coming out into our walk? Uh, and so Boaz provides a wonderful example as a godly man. Reading in verses 8 to 10, Boaz went over and said to Ruth, Listen, my daughter, stay right here with us when you gather grain. Don't go to any other fields. Stay right behind the young women working in my field. See which part of the field they are harvesting and then follow them. I have warned the young men not to treat you roughly. And when you are thirsty, help yourself to the water they've drawn from the well. Ruth fell at his feet and thanked him warmly. What have I done to deserve such kindness? She asked, I am only a foreigner. And, and Ruth gets it. She's being treated specially, but, but why? And he hints at this with, again, a phrase we've heard before. Listen carefully, my daughter. Um, in this case, Ruth is being treated almost like she's Boaz's daughter. And a number of, of, of comments are made. Stay here with my maids. I've commanded my men not to touch you. And she's a widow. She's a foreigner. They might harm her, but not while Boaz is on the scene. And Boaz extends this great kindness to Ruth. And then Ruth's response to Boaz's kindness to that blessing that he's extending to her, she falls at his feet. She falls before him out of thankfulness in her heart. And she expresses that question, what have I done to deserve such kindness? And it, there's almost an element of sadness here when she says, I'm only a foreigner. She's put kind of putting herself down as it were, but she realizes Moabite people are not held in high esteem in Bethlehem and Judah. Yeah, and, and, and she also recognizes um, 
like many people that come from a foreign setting, does she have an accent? Probably. Mm. Does, does she sound different? Does she look a little different? Are his garments the same? But I, I love these statements. They're two don't statements, and then there are two do statements. Don't go to other fields. Don't leave my fields. But do stay with the women in the field and do get water when you're thirsty. And this is especially important because in this culture, um, the usually the lowest ranking person on the scene is the one sent to get water. It, it would probably be Ruth, but that's not what Boaz says. He says, you stay here and if you get thirsty, drink the water that, that I will provide for you. And then we move from this picture of Boaz having a kind conversation with Ruth and extending this blessing and Ruth falling at his feet with thankfulness in her heart into verse 11 through 13. Yes, I know, Boaz replied. He realizes, yes, Moab, you are a foreign woman. You are from Moab, but I also know everything you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. I have heard how you left your father and mother and your own land to live here among complete strangers. May the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you've come to take refuge, reward you fully for what you have done. And how has Boaz heard about Ruth and all she has done, about her godly character? And there's only one person that could tell him, that could tell the people of Bethlehem. It's Naomi. She's telling people all that Ruth has done and, and has said to her and how she has spoken kindly. And, and so Boaz responds, may the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. And I love that phrase. Um, it's used uh, of David in the Psalms numerous times. And I love especially Psalm 57, 1. Be gracious to me, O God, for my soul takes refuge in you. In the shadow of thy wings, I will take refuge. Boaz speaks to Ruth and he asks God to bless her, but God will bless her, but he'll bless her through an individual. And as we look at what is transpired through chapter one, now into the beginning of chapter two, we have two widows, two women who arrived. Remember at the end of last week, as Naomi arrives in Bethlehem, the women of Bethlehem are surprised. They say, is this Naomi? She'd been gone for over 10 years from Bethlehem. And Bethlehem is a, is a small village at this time. And we grew up in a small town of Troy, uh, about a thousand people. And if someone would have come into that town and had the same life experiences or similar ones, boy, we would have noticed and people would be a talking. Yep, they would. And as these women saw Naomi there, remember her words, don't call me Naomi, but rather don't call me pleasant, right? Call me bitter, call me Mara, because the Lord has dealt bitterly with me. I went out full, a husband and two sons, and I come back empty. And remember we said, but she didn't notice Ruth standing beside her. And now as we come into chapter two to this week, we've seen that these two women are together. There's no one to protect and provide for them. And they are now in a situation where they don't have food. And Ruth is willing to go out 
to the fields and to work hard and to glean for the grain that's left behind by the workers. And others have, have noticed this. The women of Bethlehem, Boaz and his workers, they've noticed Ruth's godly character, both through her words and through her actions. And of course, the hand of God is so obvious here in this chapter as we see Ruth led to the field of Boaz, that she doesn't end up in the field of a man who might have taken advantage of her or shunned her or been unkind to her because she is a Moabite woman, but he directs her to the field of Boaz. Yes, God is providing and God is blessing through a godly man of Boaz in this week's story. But next week, join us as we will have lunch in the barley field. Oh, I love it. Yeah, remember, blessings extend to people around us when we walk with God. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord for The Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library.